The ColoradoHockey.com podcast is brought to you by FSFM.com AVSFAM.com And it's brought to you by the letter F. You're going to hear a lot of words that start with the letter F in this podcast, so here's your chance to remove this podcast from little ears that might be hearing it, sensitive adults, people who think that words are magic and something will happen if you use them, and just anyone who doesn't like words like filthy or foul mouth. You thought it was going to be a different F word. Don't worry, those are coming up, along with some random interjections from me. So without further ado, Sarah and Liz do hockey things. I mean, we could do game predictions for Thursday if you wanted to. Yes. And yes, from me too. So I'm always fascinated how people try to predict what's going to happen in a game on a podcast and they never get it right. And then they find a way to justify it. So we're going to play that game, even though we might suck. Last time I talked to Sarah and Liz and a bunch of other people, I asked them, give me your game predictions and let's see how close you got. Fascinatingly, Sarah got pretty close. Uh, By the way, I totally got the score right in my prediction with the last podcast that Cam and I did. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud. And I was really close to getting the game winning goal right, too. He scored wow. the goal before the game winner. So oh, neither of us okay. was right. Hey, I guess Belmar. He hadn't scored for us yet. So it was a pretty good guess. And the fact that he scored is, you know, a positive. I love Belzy. He's so cool. Belzy is so cool. I don't know about the nickname. Belzy seems kind of weird, but I'll go with it. So Belzy is winning the hearts of many of Avs fans right now. And you know what it takes? It takes a Dan Hino kind of moment. It takes a Mike Ricci. It takes a JT Comfort. It takes anyone who's willing to go out there and work their ass off and to play a relatively smart game while doing it because that creates energy on the ice and fans love energy. Therefore, they love Belzy, who is having an awesome showing as a brand new AF. But getting back to those predictions, I don't even remember what mine was, but it's official now. We're going to start doing predictions and then we're going to call each other out on them. So my prediction for the upcoming game against Boston, game number three, two two and O teams playing each other said the abs are going to win this one and they're going to do it in an annoying way at least for boston i think this is going to be like a five to three game and the three is going to come late in the game when it doesn't even matter and i think that the game winning goal this time is going to come off of nathan mckinnon's stick because he's pent up he's frustrated and he's ready to score some damn goals loves his teammates but maybe there's a little competition going on here maybe mckinnon and rantanen both want to be the best guy on the team and maybe McKinnon seeing that Rantanen is for real right now this guy is coming in and doing it like it ain't no thing and that's got to be a little annoying so I expect Mac to come out and win this game tonight five three Fs. okay back to Belzy he's a he's a good presence on the ice I am appreciating him more and more yes and I appreciate Don's going more and more he reminds me a lot of Max Talbot <laughs> and we know how you feel about Max Talbot I love Max uh-huh. Exactly. Have you done anything with your curve banner yet? I said no. that word really weird. Curve banner? No, was... not yet. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. Like, I want to hang it on big. my door. <laughs> Dude, I had does it fit on your door or is it too wide for your door? I haven't tried yet. <laughs> so we got, we were fortunate uh, our friend Adrian and I managed to be first in line for the community relations sale at opening night. I was going to say, I'm, I didn't take any part in this because I didn't participate. I had to work. That is very true. Well, you, you took part in it, just not in the beginning part. Oh, sure. Um, anyway, but we managed to get the a few of the Larimer Square banners. So I fought a man for Kerfoot for Liz. 
and uh, got her Ian Cole. And of course, I got my Graves, which made me very happy. And Adrian got her Z, which made her happy. And we made sure that Mama Ruth got Calvert. So which also everybody made her happy. ended up very happy. Which is always good. Yes, happiness is delightful. It is. It's always a good day when the crack kitten camp is happy. Another interjection. To be clear, I don't really know what they're saying half the time. I don't know what the crack kitten camp is. But what they're talking about with the banners is that in downtown Denver, they'll have banners up with all the Avs players. And I guess you can go down there and fight people for them. That's pretty cool. And if you don't know who Adrian is, Adrian is the lady who brings the large heads of people and makes a sign for every single game, usually something about Zadorov. Okay, back to our regular programming. Yes, how did I end up with multiple crack kittens in my life? You didn't. There's only one. Adrian's a different thing. No, okay. There's right. only one crack kitten, and it's me. <laughs> is she just like the meth mouse or something? I mean, she could be. <laughs> Sorry, Adrian. Well, one of us organizes chaos, and I feel like that's me, and then Adrian's just like encouraging the chaos, so. That's true. Trouble. Anyway, so we have a game on Thursday against the Bruins, which should be interesting. Uh, have they played since we played last? Our schedule's kind of weird at the beginning here. I'm legit looking it up right now. So am I, but my <laughs> phone's being real slow. Because I know last time I checked, no, they haven't played. So we're both, we've both played two games. Neither of us have lost a game yet, which in two okay. games is clearly a real big deal. I mean. Oh, they're playing right now. Look at that. Look at you. Like, you know. So they're playing the Golden Knights right now. The end of the first, they're tied 2-2. Two, two. I really so that'll be an interesting one to see. Not even sorry. Why, why is really that? I want the Knights to win. Because I love the Knights. I, I have history there. Meaning everyone I love <laughs> is there. Yes. Do, do you care to elaborate for those at home who don't know who you love? So Paul Stastny has been my favorite player since I was a wee baby going to DU games. Like he used to remember me and like whenever he would see me at games, he'd like come up and hug me and we were totally bros and it was the coolest thing ever. That's awesome. And so, and Nick Holden, who is in fact my spirit animal. Wait, what? You just don't hear that very often. So for those of you who don't know, it wasn't that long ago, but there's some new fans around. Nick Holden was the whipping boy. He was the guy who could never do anything right. Fans always pick one player that they want to hate, and Nick Holden was it for a while. I would say this year it's probably going to be Valerie Nachuskin, and previous to that it was Yak, and it's really anyone who is not a star player, they pick one guy and they just trash on him. But to find out this is her spirit animal, well, that's profound. At me about it. Anybody can come at me about that. <laughs> Cultural appropriation, Liz. At me, ho. <laughs> no, I will elect not to do that. All right, I respect that. But still. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Well, the only thing is, like, now we have to think about how are they going to act when they come to see us? Do you think that we're going to play Kadri on Thursday? He's got history with the Bruins. Um, so here's the oh, thing. Boston just scored. Holy bananas. I, I have weird feelings about Kadri, and it's not due to curve as much as it like people think it is he's i am shocked that he has not caused any trouble 
Like he mostly causes trouble with the Bruins, though. It's not like oh. he's a all the time troublemaker. Just kind of most old. of the time, he's kind of just a douchebag. <laughs> like I was really upset when he got when he came here, and I mean, I'm going to be real even more upset when he makes me like him, which he's well on his way to doing. But like that dude got like socked at the game and did nothing. I'm like, who are you? It was and a surprising twist. It was. I was like, hmm. <laughs> But yes, he is well on his way. I will say that I already like him. Sorry, not sorry. I know that that's rough for you, but. It's more of him as a player, so it's I'm kind of indifferent towards. It's, it really doesn't have anything to do with Kerf because, like. <laughs> I mean, it's business, you know. You do it, you go where you go, yeah. you do what you gotta do. Well, yeah, and you understand that, and I know that you understand that, which is why, you know, you're done crying about it and you will evaluate Kadri on his own merit versus because of the trade, which is hard for some people to do. Yeah. But I respect that you are doing that. And I respect that you are willing to give him a chance, even That's in that case. The difference between being a hockey fan and being what we in the, uh, I don't even know what, what world it is. We in the weird lingo world call a solo stand. The difference is between being a whole fan of all the things mm-hmm. versus the being a fan of one person so right <clears throat> and that's definitely different as we have grown to learn yes and seen in motion uh, yes I, I mean constantly right like yeah. I'm even reading things lately um, obviously you and I have a very specific opinion of Tyson Jost, for example. But I've been reading a lot of articles lately, and by lately I mean like the last um over the last couple of days, I've been reading a lot of articles basically saying that Jost has been one of our best players on the ice despite not scoring. Are they watching the same games? Apparently not. Because there is no universe in which I can see him being quote unquote one of the best players on the ice. And there are some people who are pulling numbers and are, you know, shot attempts and all of that but numbers only tell you a certain amount yeah in my opinion that's true like max talbot was never on the board like hardly ever on the board Mm -hmm. but he was obviously a leader on the ice and if he's actually contributing and getting the puck to people that is much different Mm -hmm. and i don't see that Here's the my problem with Tyson Jost, and it's been my problem since last season, is it seems that his first decision is always the wrong one. <laughs> and it's usually very selfish. Like, how many times <clears throat> last game did he have the opportunity to, like, you know, make a pass for a legit scoring opportunity, and instead he's going to dick around with it and be like, oh, what do you told you? I'm going to do this myself. I'm like, no, dipshit, you're not. <laughs> He's not a McKinnon who can carry the team that way. And there are players who have earned the right to be a little bit selfish. And I would argue that even McKinnon hasn't earned that right. Because when he gets selfish, he gets frustrated. And he he has problems when he gets that way. That's true. And the difference is that he can execute at a certain level that just, I don't think, strong enough and good enough and smart enough and all of the enoughs to make up for his mistakes. Once Tyson loses the puck, all he does, like he doesn't even try to get it back in most cases. Like he gets stripped and then just half-asses it back. And I'm like, listen here, 
fam, I'm going to hop on this ice and I'm going to stick some hot coals in your pants so you fucking move. But I'm not frustrated with him at all. <laughs> but I also, unpopular opinion, I don't think Max has been playing very well the last, the last first two games either. I don't either. I think that his second game was worse than the first, by far. Yeah. The first game, you could see him getting frustrated, but he was still able to kind of work through that. And I know that uh, Cam and I talked about that on the last one. You can mm-hmm. kind of see his brain turning yeah. and working through it. But that was very much less prevalent in the last game. And he was just getting right back into that super frustrated state of mind where he couldn't do anything about it or he wouldn't do anything about it because his brain would yeah. let him. And I get it because I, I understand, like, kind of. I'm sure I know how frustrating it is when you want to play a certain way and it's just not happening. But it's like, it's the first two games of the season, bro. Just like chill. But then it's McKinnon and I, I realize he probably has no right. chill. And I'm like, fine, don't chill. See if I care. Yeah, he's never mm-hmm. had any and he never will actually have chill. Like things I relate to. But that's why we love him, right? <laughs> I can't say I have my sassy pants <laughs> that's why on. You like him. I can't put my sassy pants on because my sassy pants never come off. I should that call him my sassy sassy belt. <laughs> So what do you think is going to happen Thursday? I think, mm, I don't know. I haven't, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I have done exact. I don't, Boston is one of those teams that I dislike enough to not follow them regularly. And I'm not even sorry about that. And it all goes back. And it's, it's very petty of me because I shouldn't, because it all goes back. Well, no, Brad Marchand is still on that team and fuck that guy. Okay, I can get behind this 100%. Not a fan of Brad Marchand. He's actually a great player. I recognize that. But why we got to bring all the douchebaggery into it then? Why can't he just go out there and be a good player? Why does he got to come along and lick people? Why does he got to punch people after the refs get in between them so they can't get him back? Why is he going to go out there and play dirty and then get mad when somebody runs him into the boards? I just don't get the mindset there. I mean, he's such a good player, but he's so sleazy. He's really perfect for a Boston team, if we're being honest. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> yes, he is. He scored the uh, the game tying goal wow. in the first period. Oh, and he scored the go ahead goal. Thirty three seconds into the second. Look at that. Oh shit! Boston just have, scored again. I have or two. I have it up too. But it's like I don't like Boston. <laughs> and then like it's hard because I like. Patrice Bergeron a lot like I think he's phenomenal but like there's just little things about him I hate like the fact that Tuka Rask looks like a bunny really bothers me <laughs> he looks like a demented bunny though yes he looks like a like... Five Nights at Freddy's bunny <laughs> and I'm and it's really stupid for me to judge on that because I'm sure he's a really nice guy but it's like man your face is just bothering me some right things now. are difficult to get past that's definitely one of them. <laughs> Poor Rask. I think if it if it's by other seasons, like how Boston plays other seasons, if uh-huh. we take their physical game to them, we'll be fine. Uh-huh. But if they continue, like if we don't match them on the physical end, we're, I don't think we're going to stand a chance. Because we're going think- to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Because no one likes getting the shit beat out of them. 
This is a really good point, actually, and one that I've tried to make many times. But what a great opportunity for us to see if the additions to the team are going to help us with that physical game. Do we have guys who can go out there and bang bodies? Guys who can stick up for the other guys who don't bang bodies? Do we have the kind of mentality now that is going to not let the abs get pushed around? When you have a skilled team and a team that's built on speed, one thing they often lack is that ability to play that bruising game. And that's something that Boston brings every time that they play. So for me, this is one of the highlights of the game is to see how do the Avs deal with a team like that, assuming that they bring the usual Brad Marchand douchebaggery. That is very true. So the question is, do you think we will do that? Oh, here, let's play a game of which Landy's going to show up, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me about the different Landys. <laughs> well, in the past, there was not fact-checking Landy, but he apparently has gone on vacation permanently because now Landy back-checks, and I'm so ungodly proud, I can't even tell you. But there's like... Dude, he showed up to camp like 150% ready to go, and I was so proud of him. Same. I, but like, if... Some like some games he chooses to play like the finesse game versus the physical game. And some games he plays the overly physical game versus the finesse game. And then some games he gets the happy medium where he should be. And that's happening right. more and more. So I'm hoping that that's what we get tomorrow because on Thursday. Wow. Days. Close enough. But I hope that's who shows up. He's been more consistent. So I feel like there's a decent chance. I hope so. And Miko, God, dude, fucking Miko, Jesus. Right? Like, I don't even know if he has to show up. Like, he could probably score goals while he's pooping. <laughs> How do we know he hasn't been? I mean, he might. Oh, my God. I hope he wears diapers. That's unfortunate for Brad. Oh, poor Brad. Brad's just turned to the socks, though, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they make him deal with the shit pants, too. Who knows? Quick sidebar. Brad is actually Brad Lukau who is the assistant equipment manager for the Colorado Avalanche and has been for 12 years. He works for Cliff Halstead, who clearly doesn't want to deal with any shit pants. And he is a Colorado native who actually went to Cherry Creek High School. Fun facts about Brad that you did not know. I think that, I don't know. I think we'll be fine because I think as a team we'll show up. And I know Kadri is capable of playing that game and I know. Uh-huh, which is part of why we got him. What I want to happen is that, how do you say what that, what what's his bucket's name? Nikushkin or how the hell do you say it? Uh, Nichuchkin? Whatever. That guy. I don't know. Whatever is it is. so big and I am so ungodly frustrated that he will not use his body. Out. And I'm like, dude! dude <laughs> right? I don't understand all these things with Coach being like, he was one of our best players. Fuck that. I don't think so. He is Frankenstein's monster out there. And, like, and I don't get it. Let him use his size. And he just doesn't. He tries like he's I don't know if he's smart enough to play the game that he's trying to play. I'm going to pat. I'm going to withhold right. full judgment because, you know, it's only the second game and I only got to go to like one or two days of camp. Uh huh. But. Like. He's huge. Like not He's only is he enormous, he is big. Like, oh, he the fuck big. So it's like he's good at like I understand him being on the power play as much as I'm salty about it because I don't think he belongs there. But I get him being on the power play because he's a phenomenal screen. Like, yeah, he got that big ass like Landy does, and he just puts it in your face, which is very underrated in hockey. To be it honest, is, and that's ninety percent of what. I wish we would do more on the power play. And in general, is just screen the goalie because like we're big now. 
podcast for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Is it though? Because I think that that's something that's really important. It is like, but what, and I'm also, I I have found another issue that I really, really have with the power play play. And we all know the play, so don't like pretend y'all don't don't know. Don't pretend y'all don't fucking know. Okay, for all of you who don't fucking know, let's just talk about this really quick. The power play play is one that is so predictable, yet it seems to work enough that it makes a lot of people happy, especially if they like hockey math. So here's how it goes. We lose a face off. The puck goes back into our own zone. We're starting out of our zone, which means that Nathan McKinnon is going to do a big circle while somebody brings the puck out. Typically, it's defense. Once that defenseman hits the blue line, he starts to get a little pressure from the other team, at which point he dumps it back to Nathan McKinnon, who is now building speed. Nathan McKinnon moving fast is a big deal. It can get around a lot of people and open up opportunities, yet the other teams never go back there and just hang with him. Just go back there and hang with him would probably solve this whole thing, but they don't. So this still works. This is the power play play. It's all about getting the zone entry. I have found another problem with it. On average, like we waste between five and 10 seconds of our power play doing that play. Yep. So that's problem number one that I have now discovered. And I don't know why I didn't discover it earlier. So I'm feeling kind of dumb. And just for <laughs> clarification, that's five and 10 seconds every time we yeah. do it. And because it only gets us into the zone 86% of the time, which I don't think is accurate. Coach, send me those stats. I won't believe it till I see it. No, he's right. It gets in the zone. The problem is, is like we need to we need to put this in a take this out of the gray area and put it in the black or the white. We need to define how long it counts if it's in the zone. Like just crossing yeah. the line is technically in the zone, but like how often does it get cleared out right after that? You know? Like, sure. And so I guess that that's part of what I mean too. But like because most of the time, yeah, it gets in, but it gets right back right. out. And so that means that we're doing that play three, four times a power play, which means we're wasting 40, you know, exactly half of the power play on that. Right. And on top of that, I feel like it is like, I don't think they know how to do anything else. Like I'm legit at that point where I don't think our players know how to do anything else in the power play anymore. Nope. Like there is sure no jack shit for creativity on our power play. And I, oh my God, I ranted at my mom for this for probably 45 minutes <laughs> the other day. But like you have players like McKinnon, you have players like Landy, you have players like God, Comfort can do it too. Like we have such good players like Burkowski can do it, Padre can do it. Like we have talented, smart, creative players. And I feel like they just don't even fucking try on the power play anymore. They're just like, hey, hooky, hooky. I'm like, listen, we're going to sit down. We're going to spill some tea on you and hope that it burns you when you stop doing this fucking play. But they're not going to. I mean, in one power play, the doofus beside me at the last game was already smacking me and being like, look at your play, look at your play. Because I'm so vocal about it being the fucking worst. And like, I have no problem with us doing it. Like, it is a good play because it gives whoever the center is that's coming up the ice, a good, like, lots of options. I like that. But in theory, it gives them lots of options, but we don't use those options. That's because we, like, we do it so much, I think we just don't see the options anymore. Like, I Because think it's, it's always drop back and then now. off to the left. Yeah, it's just autopilot now. Like, there's no creativity. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. So it's like, that's my, we need variety. And I mean, I don't care. I'm sure plenty of people disagree with me, but it's like, watch a game and tell me that there's not something a little fucked up with that play. 
Right. Especially since uh, let's let's look up our power play stats, shall we? <laughs> yes, please do. Because our Delightful. like we have had a shit like okay, how many freaking penalties did we have? Like power plays did we have last game? We had eighty a bajillion. Cut. Like everything. Like oh my god, we had so many. And did like how many did we capitalize on? There we go. We were one for six on the power play. It only took 20 minutes to find that, but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) You got there eventually. One for six on the power play. We had six power plays where we did that play and it paid off once. That's not good at, like, that's not good odds. Elizabeth, it gets us into the zone 86% of the time. That's clear. Clearly, the only thing that matters. Ugh. So frustrating. Minnesota was one for four. Let's see. They were a shit show. Oh, well, we did a little better against Calgary. We were two for six there. Hooray. And they were two for four. So either way, both of our play... The power play statistics are definitely not in our favor right now. Oh, absolutely not. Like, please tell me how it's working. Yep, it's not. Like, and it does work sometimes. I'll acknowledge that it does, but it's like, mm -mm. but we've got to be able to have variety in order to make it work more of the time. Yeah, fucking fix it. (laughs) Anyway, there goes the rant for this particular podcast. Well, how do you think the game's going to go? What do you think's going to Not the final score. How do you think it's going to Like, what do you... How's it going to go? We'll do scores later. I don't know. I feel like it could go either way, honestly. Like, I have a really bad feeling that Boston's going to win. And I hate saying that. But that's the feeling that I have. It also depends which team shows up. We're not exactly consistent about yeah. which team we decide to put out there. Well, but we also don't know that with this crew. That's true. Right? And so it's still young, a young season. It's still kind of difficult to tell. I really like what I've seen from the new people and the way that most of them have fit in so far. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know what the inconsistencies are going to look like this season. Yeah. And I was surprised when we came into the game and I was like, holy shit, we look a lot better. I mean, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like you're right. It could go either way. But I feel like it always can go either way with East Coast teams because, like, their style of yeah. is very, very different. It really is. And I guess that that's where it will be beneficial to have somebody like Kadri on the lineup. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm, I'll am i be grateful to have Don's going in there for that, too. And Brett obviously, Calvert. Because he played in the East. He played in the East. Mm-hmm. He played for Washington. Washington's East Coast hockey, also. Yep. I hope that he starts to mesh a little bit better. Like you can tell he just feels so still feels so awkward. And I feel like he's going to be so great once he starts connecting more. Yeah. He's very tentative. Mm-hmm. Like his position, God, his positioning is oh, so spectacular. Oh, I know. Like his positioning he's is just, great. He has, see, he seems to have a good vision of the ice, but like, yeah, he seems like he's not very confident in the choices he's making. And I'm like, yo, you're going to make this big dick decision. Just commit. 
I think he's got to get used to having the big dick first. Because cool. <laughs> he was told in Washington that he had a micro penis the entire time he was there. So now he's being told that he can be that guy. Let's be honest. There's only one real big dick in us in freaking Washington, and it's Ovi. So, I mean, you're not wrong. The fact that anyone would say anyone has a micro penis, and I'm like, yeah, unless you're Ovi, by definition, you do. <laughs> yep. There's a shortage of true big dicks in the hockey world. So people need to not, you know, they're outliers. They're not average. <laughs> These are the metaphors that we use. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I would say that I'm sorry, but really I'm not. That's it. Yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll start to fit in pretty He just needs some time. Yeah, and you can feel that. Like, no, and I totally agree, and I I understand that. Like, you can see improvement already. I think. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's starting to connect more, but I think once he starts feeling comfortable, it's going to be a lot, quote unquote, better. Yeah. And it's funny, like we just were like, oh, well, it's only two games into the season, you know, he'll improve, and then we're sitting here being like, Tyson Joe sucks. (laughs) Well, okay. Here, I don't. But we had a very large. Right. And I would be having, we would be having a different conversation. I would be saying something entirely different if I had seen any freaking progress from Toast from last year to this right? year. It's like exactly the same. Like he doesn't even uh-huh. appear to be in better shape. I'm like, dude, come on. Mm. That's what frustrates me. It's not not scoring. Like, yeah, it's not, not setting up everybody for the perfect play. It's a very notable like, what the hell lack did he do all of progression. Season? Like off season, like what did he do? Uh, apparently, he went to some fancy trainer and like worked real hard and shit. But I don't see it. Like I want him to succeed, yep. and I really do. Like, and it sounds like I don't, but I really do want him to do well. But like he, I think we should never. He is too young, and he's like stunted. He's going to be stuck at eighteen play wise forever. He wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. No, and putting him in when yeah, he wasn't ready. That's like, what's was funny is like Will Butcher was a significantly better player than Toast was, in my opinion. I'm biased because he went to DU, but either way, like quality of play was good. And right, well, we and, told and him different. he couldn't come to camp. We told him not to show up. We told him like right, but like we're metaphorically on our on our knees sucking. Like Joseph's dick for what? Like, because he was gonna throw his fit. They didn't get to come into the NHL. Like, come on! Like, I know those aren't the decisions we should be making. I'm like, he's an 18 year old kid. Of course, he's gonna be like, yeah, I want to go play in the NHL or 19 or 20. I think he was 19. So do I. But you don't see me throwing a hissy fit. I'm like, dude. But I'm like, you're 19. Of course, you're gonna be like, yes, I want to go play now. But it's like you're not smart enough. Or mature enough to figure out that you're not ready. Right. And, I mean, God bless, I, I didn't want my part to show up, but then here we are. I'm now a fan, and he proved me wrong. Which, you know. He's had a rough couple games, too. Last game was better. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Early in the season, as we keep saying, nerves, blah, 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 first technical NHL real yeah. game. But last game was better i was i was happy to see that he improved from game one 
So toast is Tyson toast. That's clearly the metaphor you didn't get there. And it's a good point. What exactly did we expect from Tyson Jost? Why are we so disappointed in Tyson Jost? Is it because he was a high draft pick? Or is it because he was supposed to come in and take over the league at 18 when people like McDavid were coming in and doing it or Austin Matthews did it? He's none of those guys. I'm not entirely clear why we're so mad at him right now other than he's not an amazingly brilliant player like a Miko or a Mac right now. But I could be missing something. I mean, I don't even call him toast. Anyway. Um... Scores. What do you think scores are going to be? What's the what's the final score? I think score? it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be really high scoring or really low scoring. Right? Okay, which one do you think it is? So if it's high scoring, I think it's going to be like a blowout one side or the other. Like it's going to be a blowout like okay. five, six to like one or two kind of thing. Okay. Um, if it's not a blowout, I think it's going to probably be, I don't know, maybe like, Three to one, three to two. I'm gonna say the abs are gonna win. Okay. I'm gonna be off. I'm gonna right. be cautiously optimistic that we're that Landy's gonna show up and Miko's gonna show up and Nate's gonna get the freaking spiders out of his panties and play. <laughs> I'm gonna be optimistic that they're gonna show up. And Ian right. Cole's supposed to be back. I'm, no, 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 he's mm. not. We called up Kanata. Oh. When did that happen? earlier oh, today. I didn't see that. Oh, I lied. I'm a liar. Nothing we're not used to. Thing, uh, you know, sassy chastity bells can't burn. Okay, I don't know if we ever actually got game-winning goal scorers or final numbers from anyone, but that's the end of this podcast. Game time is soon. Thank you all for listening, and if the little kids hung in there till the end, definitely don't say this at school. That's probably bad for you. This and every other show that we do is brought to you by AbsFam. A-B-S-F-A-M dot com. Awesome hockey shirts for awesome hockey people. Stay awesome.